Dan, I have to admit that I am very confused, and I think it is all because of you. Oh my, well, I've been known to do that to people a time or two. And I have been known to be confused in my life, but you took the cake this last weekend with your video. It confused me. <laughs> well, that was kind of the uh, the intention of it. I I went up to visit visit Bob Nelson at Mesa Machines, and I took a tour of the Yappa dealership there, and then something and, followed me home. Yeah, so Yappa is a firewood processor company from Finland and Metza Machines in Wisconsin is the American importer for for their machines. And uh, Dan had once upon a time a Yappa machine that was given to him to run on his channel, but then he they came and got it and took it back. Sold it. <laughs> they sold it. And they sold it. Yep. I had bought a Yappa and had uh, shown it a lot on my channel. And then my develop, my relationship developed with Bob Nelson and Metza Machines to where I was uh, given a live deck to show off with my machine. And then uh, the cleaner is not mine. That's Bob's. It's just staying here until when he needs it. And then I traded my machine in for a bigger and better Yappa. So I am an influencer and Dan is an influencer and uh, we both have have or had Yappa firewood processors on our YouTube channels. Uh, my YouTube channel is Ohio Woodburner and Dan's is back 40. But Dan, that's where everything was making sense up until your video. Then the confusion started. You mind explaining this to us? <laughs> Well, and the confusion didn't start till at the very end of the video when I, I was shown pulling out of Metsa Machine's yard, and when I pulled into my wood yard, the machine that was behind my truck was not a Yappa, but it was an Easton-made uh, log splitter. And Easton-made log splitters are not made in Finland. No. And... Metza Machines does not import them, and nor yeah. are they a dealer. In <laughs> fact, in fact, Easton Made does not even have a dealer network. You buy directly from the factory. That is correct. Okay, so, so I'm confused. Yeah, well, what had happened is a long time ago, um, I started talking with Andrew Easton, and who he, is the uh, owner of Easton Made Log Splitters? Yes, the owner of Easton Made Log Splitters. And we were just talking about the possibility of one day potentially featuring one of his log splitters on my channel. So throughout the conversations we were having over the months, you know, I I, approached, I said to him, what would you like to feature? Like, it's not really about, you know, what I want because it's more about what he would want to feature on the ch my channel. So when the time came to when he said what it was and I got all the specs on it, I realized that I would not be able to offload this log splitter at my house. Too big, too heavy. Too big, too heavy. It's shipped on a flatbed truck. So that is where I reached out to Bob Nelson, who you had mentioned how we have a great working relationship with uh, with him. And you know he's always willing to help people out. And he's just all around great individual and a great 
I guess, customer service oriented yes. mindset, you know. He's, yes, he is. Yeah. I can attest to that. So he said, well, just have them ship it here and I will offload it for you and you can come up and pick it up. And huh. So that's what I did. And that was it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Yeah, it would help. Um, I guess if you do buy freight, there are services. Most towns and cities have loading docks where you can have freight shipped to. You have to pay for their service for them to offload it, to fork it off, and then you would come by with your truck or whatever and, and take it home. Well, but that was but that was nice though. You didn't have to do that. You have a person with a loading dock and a forklift that could pick that thing up. Well, I actually did contact many loading docks in my area. Oh, you did, and none of them would offload it unless they were shipping it. So, if less it was one of their trucks and one of their uh -huh. drivers bringing it in, they would uh -huh. not. They would not do that. So that is where I ran into a. Bit of a you know complication. I, I didn't. I could not find a loading dock or a shipping company with a loading dock that would offload it. Mostly okay. because of liability purposes, they didn't want to be unloading yeah. someone else's truck. But Bob Nelson came through, saved the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he certainly had a forklift that could pick that thing up then, because that uh, that thing looks heavy. Oh, it is a beast of a machine. It is a thirty-seven D log splitter with an attached conveyor so it's like an all-in-one package it's this log and it has splitter. a diesel engine it doesn't have a little lawnmower engine on it right no this has got the kubota d902 i believe it is and i think it's the same engine that's on your yappa oh wow nice so, yeah it, it's it's a machine <laughs> <laughs> so the uh i'm i'm going to interview you here dan because uh i I don't know when this episode's going to come out and what other videos that you've put out about the relationship with this log splitter that you have. But to me, the elephant in the room is the the maker, the the make of the log splitter. It is an Easton made. Would you care to discuss that? For the brand, yes. The, the brand. brand is Easton made and Typically, when you think of professional commercial grade log splitters, there's a few names that always rise to the top as far as producers of those machines. Easton Made, Wolf Ridge, um, Timber Wolf, uh, Rugged Made. I think, you know, those are kind of like the, the top. Wolf Ridge and Easton Made are pretty much the top two, in my opinion. Yeah. And so well, that's fair to say. I was running, I bought a Wolf Ridge log splitter. Uh, four years ago, and that's what I had been using on my channel ever and since you, I started it. You bought it. I bought it. Yes. And you, you really, you even had it before you were a YouTube channel. Is that right? That is that is correct. Yep. I bought that in November, and then the following year in July, I started my channel. Okay. So you and your channel just became associated with Wolf Ridge. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That was that was the machine that I always featured, always had. Anytime I was splitting, that was what I was using up until two years ago when Bob Nelson once again he reached out to me and offered to bring over a Yappa three fifteen firewood processor to kind of showcase and demo and make content with. 
and that's a smaller processor that you could run on your land because it's powered by your tractor's PTO shaft. Yes, that was, uh, I think, the smallest one they offer, the, yeah. the 315. Okay. And so up until this past week, Wolf Ridge and Yappa were the only machines I had ever really had to create content with. And like I said, mm -hmm. about, oh, I don't even know how long ago it was. It was a long time ago. I mean, Andrew and I have been in communication with each other. We've seen each other at some of the trade shows. So yeah, it's, it's one of those things, um, you know, we were talking about this earlier and it's, it's like when you are a content creator, I don't think you can necessarily be like stuck to one brand. I think you have to represent all that you are offered and I have the opportunity to, to bring that to your audience. I think Interesting. that's, that's the, I think that's the role that a content creator and the mindset they should have is what can I bring and get del deliver to my audience? Yeah. So when I'm thinking of you, I am thinking of you, you're I, okay. You make firewood and you do sell it, but I think you are forced first and foremost, a influencer a content creator, right? Would you, am I speaking out of, out of line here? No, I, I, I prefer the term content creator over influencer. I don't know. Influencer to me kind of just seems like I'm trying to make you do something. <laughs> yeah. It's an industry term, huh? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, if you're going to influence me, I'll quit calling you that then. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it just seems yeah, I don't know if this is a good analogy, but when I was, I was used to be a huge NASCAR fan and, you know, you'd think of Bill Elliott drove Fords, Dale Earnhardt drove Chevys, and there was always that dynamic in competition. And then you just think with brand loyalty and stuff, I don't know, when I would think of you, I'd think of Wolf Ridge. So it was just very interesting and I think, though, if you think of it in that capacity, some of this probably doesn't make sense. But when you think that uh, when you consider the fact that Dan is a content creator on YouTube, I think it makes to <laughs> I think it makes total sense. Yeah. And and I think it just, again, brings to my audience something different, something that, you know, yes, there's going to be those people out there that are on team orange and blue east and made and they're going to be happy and then the people on the wolf ridge you know contingent they might be a little sad but in the end i think the other element that's kind of hidden in all this is it it is kind of brings a little more entertainment to things like you never know what might happen next and that's what keeps people coming back sometimes and i also think too and while it is probably not the ideal machine for your situation it gives all of us an opportunity to see the machine work. When we are otherwise watching a normal person making firewood and working the machine with all kinds of different wood, I think every viewer can insert themselves into that situation and try to figure out, is this going to work for me? Yes. You know? Yep. And then if if not for Easton made making this machine and putting it onto your channel and you putting it on to video, how else would we have ever seen it? Exactly. And I'll be the first to admit that I'm probably one of the, if you take cords per year, like produced and sold, I'm 
way at the bottom. But what people have to understand is, you know, that I don't have production quotas to meet. So if I want to one day uh, run one of the various wedges that came with this machine, and, and I'm not concerned about how much wood I'm making, I'm more concerned with showing how that wedge works with certain types of wood and creating the content for it. If that's my focus, then it doesn't matter how much firewood I make or how much firewood I sell a year. Like that is the focus is on the content being created. And I can speak to that because <laughs> when I'm running my firewood processor, I've, I'm making product. I'm building right. my inventory for my sales year. And there are different knives that I want to use and I want to experiment with. And I'm always balancing the, I don't know, uh, me wanting to come through for my my viewers and showing them variety and showing them f the flexibility of the processor that I have versus being able to uh, make the firewood that I need and being productive. Right. And, and that, and you know, but then if you go back, like even when you first had your 365, uh, you know, your videos got in there and showed how things were working. They were right down by the knife. They were backed by the sawdust, you know, exhaust. They were, they were yep. like, and that's what brings the value to the viewer. It, you know, th like without seeing that people don't know. And that answers questions. It gives them the information they probably want to see. You know, it's, it's, I think so. And that's where the content creating side of things comes in. I think so. Bob Nelson had told me, this is Bob Nelson from Metsa Machines, that he had sold a number of 365s. That was the machine that I, my old processor, that the person buying it said, I had no idea that this machine even existed, except from what I saw on Joe's YouTube channel. Right. Never even knew it existed. Never even heard of Yappa before. And I can't help but think that if you see this machine in a half page or a full page ad in a magazine, that it's going to, it's going to make any sense to you. No. Right. But, but man, when you see that thing working in a video, in a real situation, <laughs> you know, it, it, I don't know, you, you feel like you can, you can figure out how that thing's going to work for you or if it will, if it's the right machine or if it is not, despite the price, despite what, how big it is, is this the machine for me? And I yeah. think watching it in videos, you can, you can draw your own conclusions. Yeah. It's, it's a completely different world. It's, it's, if you see a 30 second ad on TV or on YouTube, wherever you see that 30 second ad, it's edited and you get the sense that they took the best parts and put that ad together. When you watch a 15-minute video, you're seeing extended periods of runtime. You're seeing how the machine actually functions and works in real-world situations. There is still, that's where it falls back upon the, the you or the me <laughs> and what we're showing. <laughs> and I, I think this is probably maybe a topic for another episode. We could go into this here forever about what are you actually showing and are you are you sugarcoating it are you biased are you under marching orders from whoever gave you this machine you know i remember my first yappa 
at 30 hours, which is very young in a machine's life, it blew a hose. And uh, I I just put it on. <laughs> I didn't even, <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, it, I think the reason though is because I bought it. And I didn't, I didn't sense that, you know, this was going to like hurt anyone's feelings if I showed someone's machine break. But then when you think about it too, I mean, what's, what the heck? It's a machine and they break, you know, when they break, you fix them. There's not a machine out there that, that doesn't, that doesn't break. Right. Exactly. Uh, I don't care what it is, you know, watch uh, gold rush on the discovery channel and watch <laughs> stuff that gets broken all the time, you know? So, uh, but that also, if, if the machine was given to me, does that changes things? And if I'm honest, I think it does, it can. I think it probably depends upon ultimately on the, the content creator, the person you know, with the camera. But I can see where, you know, Easton made gives you a, a pretty little splitter. And um, no, I'm not saying Easton made though, because I can speak from experience because I got one, you know. And Andrew said, there's no strings attached. I don't care what you do with this. I don't care what you show. Uh, you'll never hear me complain. And that was the, that was the marching <laughs> orders from Andrew Easton. And um, I had that problem with the engine. The exhaust was pointing in the wrong direction and it was getting sucked back into the carburetor. And um, Andrew didn't care. I mean, he fixed yeah. it, but, you know, he's like, put it on. You know, yeah. It's a machine. We, this is what it's for. But I can sense, though, that, I don't know. But, you know, there's other machines out there that I think they come with strings attached. Yeah, so if I'm hearing you right, you're saying that an influencer is influenced before they influence. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I, yeah, I, I think so. I think it's, you can't, I think it is up to the consumer, the viewer, to draw their own conclusions or make their own inferences yeah you know um i don't know you know i we both drive ford trucks we both have f-150s and a ford <laughs> i don't know who the heck i am and <laughs> um but i'm here to tell you that the ford f-150 is an awesome truck period agree and now yeah, and now that I say that, though, I will also tell you that every F-150 on the road, their third tail light leaks water for about 15 years in a row, 15 models in a row. <laughs> their steering intermediate shaft is going to go bad. Their blend door actuator is going to go bad. The rear fender wells are going to rust out. The rocker <laughs> panels are going to rust away. You know, They all have the same problems, and I'll tell you that. And I honestly would think... Uh, if Ford gave me an F-150 for a long-term drive, I would say the exact same thing. I would tell you what this truck is great at and what it is not. And that's what I've always felt, uh, you know, my role and the, the things that I show on my channel, that's my, that's my job is to show you what they're good at and what they're not good at. Yeah. And, and, you know, things like that are always going to happen. And, I get, it gets back to that whole real world experience that what you're showing, but you know, do you, do you, do you let that, I mean, has anyone out there ever bought something 
and then had a slight issue and then never bought that brand again or never, you know, took the, took the product back and never dealt with it again. That's what happens with stuff. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Sometimes it's, it's strange for me because people get hung up on that whole, well, if you were given something, you are not going to be able to give an honest opinion on it. Where uh-huh. I think you can. I mean, yeah, you're going to be a little biased. You might show how, you know, something is sugar coat. Better than You'll sugarcoat some things, huh? Maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. But if yeah. I would have bought it, I'd probably do the same thing. So. Yeah. I think that, though, that's where I, I think I get back to what I had said before. It falls back onto, like, the personality or the uh, the approach that the person making the videos do. I have, it is just in my nature to default to polite, <laughs> you know, and I have always said that if I have an item to demonstrate on my channel and it's a turkey, I will tell you, but I'm going to be polite about it. Right. I'm not going to be rude, you know, <laughs> and, and throw rocks at people and try to make myself look great by tearing someone else down. That's just not in my nature, but to others, you know, I, the one there is this one, I told you, I'm, I'm a hobbyist with solar power, solar yes. panels and lithium iron phosphate batteries. That one guy, he is like the biggest on YouTube. His name is Will Prouse and his reviews are awesome, but I could never do the reviews the way that he does them. I mean, he just, he just slams stuff if it's bad. He'll just, you know, he is just brutally honest about it. And I would still have gotten my point across, but I wouldn't have done it the way he did. but he's a great channel you gotta watch even if you're not into solar i think if you're just around someone who's passionate you know you start to you start to feel their vibe and that's the way i am when i watch his channels yeah he's does great he's a great influencer oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so Dan, let me ask you, when you were given the 37D from Easton Maine, were you also given a list of items that you were to present bullet points to to discuss and uh, features of the machine that they felt that would be best to help get their uh, product's message across? No, no, and no. None of the above. <laughs> was... I had to do... I... <laughs> I knew that that was going to be the answer, even though I didn't know. I just because I just know Andrew Easton. <laughs> yep, same same conversation, pretty much of what you described earlier. Here's the machine. Use it. Show everything, and create content. That's that's it. No bullet yep. points. No restrictions. No, you know, limitations. And there are companies out there that do that. You better so, believe it. Yeah. Yep. But not with this. Not with Andrew. Not with Easton Maiden. Yeah, that's what, um, when I heard about this opportunity, I was very excited because, um, okay, it's awesome to get a machine like that. I mean, holy cow. But also I I knew that it was going to be a great opportunity because it comes with no strings attached. Right. Show it, show it, you know, show what it can and can't do. And I'm learning all about what it can and can't do. And that's another part of this, I guess, journey and documenting and creating the content is you know it's it's brand new to me i have to figure stuff out mm-hmm. and that's what i'm going to be bringing to my videos just learning the whole process of how to best split wood with their, this type of box wedge i mean you know and that's 
so there's a little topic right there, like this box wedge. A lot of people just think you throw any wood up there and push it through, but it's not the case. So there's things that you can show that are going to work and things that you're going to show that aren't going to work. Yeah. I'm going to do it all. Yeah. <laughs> and I, that was my role with the axis. I thought was, uh, now it was the tool ideally suited for my needs. Uh, but my needs may not be your needs. And that was a lot of the videos that I had showed was about that, that this is probably not the ideal machine for you if you're looking for speed, you know, high production, <laughs> yep. uh, bigger, if you're, if you're not needing smaller, precise cuts, um, you know, that, that was uh, if if you have neighbors, I've always said that the Axis is not a good machine if you if you got neighbors close to your house because it is loud, and um, you know, and it's not very mobile. Even though it comes on a hitch, it's not a machine that you want to be pulling around your yard. You really just want to park it and bring the wood to it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not something you're gonna just move around with your lawnmower or push by hand. Uh, <laughs> but you know, talk talk about. I was doing a live stream with the axis and it broke down right in the middle of a live stream. <laughs> and that was because of the, that exhaust deflector problem, which it took me a while to get that figured out. But, you know, I was thinking, Oh my gosh, I just made East and made look terrible, but you know, what the heck, you know, it broke down. What, what can I do about it? And, yeah. um, when I, I, it was like weeks later, I spoke to Andrew. He, was like, he thought it was great. You know, he says, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, and the way that they responded to it as well. Yeah. Well, there's another it's, uh, situation is when you do show things that go wrong, some companies will look at it as that's bad publicity. But like what Andrew looks at it as is that gives a chance for him to show his customer service side of his co right. company. Yeah. Same with like Bob Nelson. But, yep. you know, I'm, I'm doing a quick mental inventory of all the things that I've had. Like with Titan attachments, uh, I haven't really had much of their product, new products on my channel, but they're the same way. You call, they answer the phone. And to me, that's part of my review as well. Um, you know, if, if, uh, if you're calling someone, you can't get the phone picked up or if they won't return messages, <laughs> yep <laughs> that, that's an action item for a video i'm sorry it is <laughs> that's a big that's <laughs> that is a huge i just to sidetrack a bit here i was calling about something yesterday and i called two times and both times got directed to a voicemail where i couldn't leave a message i went on their website i used their automated chat service which would send a text message to this place i didn't get a reply on the text message until the next day yeah <laughs> and it was it was Put on there like we will quickly respond to all text messages we receive. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, anyway. You're giving me you're giving me flashbacks to when my dad was in the hospital. They have the patient advocacy hotline, you know. Oh man! And when you're in the hospital long enough, there comes a time and a place where you got to use that number. And I called it, <laughs> you know, and and I get a voicemail. And they said that they will return my call within 24 hours. You know, I'm thinking dad may not be alive in 24 yeah. hours, you know, <laughs> let's go. This is what the heck you got a hotline and I get a voicemail. <laughs> oh, I, I let them have it over that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But getting back to this whole um, part of this 
relationship with a with a content creator i'm trying to use your term a content creator slash influencer slash youtube channel a a manufacturer and the the truthfulness the accuracy of the way a product is shown on a youtube channel and don't you though feel pressure? I mean, Dan, what if you just think that this machine's a turkey? What if it doesn't even run? You know, what are you going to do? That is a very good question. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, I you know? I would probably bring that to the content and say, "Here's uh -huh. what's happening. Here's what's happening today." Um, but again, if if Andrew would stand behind everything like he has for everything else. He would then use that as an opportunity to show customer service, how you can fix it, how if you were using one of his machines and something broke, what do you have to go through? How easy are things to replace? You know, in every in every problem, there's an opportunity for, you know, a, a solution to learn from and, and showcase. So, uh -huh. yeah. I think right. it's just opportunities. Opportunities come up, you know. Are there problems? No, there's only opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you're giving me flashbacks here again. I used to work for that grocery store. <laughs> and where I sat right outside my door was the customer service operators. You know, when customers at the stores would have trouble, they would call and complain to them. And it was always funny, you know, their refrain was always, we sincerely apologize. And I think that was code word for, you know, stick it. You know, it's good. <laughs> Lady, you can cram this, your complaint. Anyhow, um, <laughs> they had a, uh, they had a, a sweepstakes, a contest in this, uh, and it was for tickets to see, it was like Justin Bieber or some, some teeny bopper rock star. And it came with a limousine ride to uh, the stadium, mm. um, two seats to see the concert, and then a backstage pass to meet and shake the hand of Justin Bieber. Wow. Okay, so this lady and her daughter won it. Well, then Monday morning, the phone's ringing off the hook, and it's this lady. And she is furious because the seats that they got you know, they, they met Justin Bieber. They got a ride in a limo. And this is all free. But the seats were like kind of far back. And it was hard for them to get a good view of, of, the, of the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and I just always remember when that phone got hung up, the lady stands up. She goes, we will put this one in the ungrateful file. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. and that's what I'm thinking. If you're on there, you know, just bad mouthing this log splitter or whatever it is and <laughs> which i know is not the case but i'm just laughing just trying yeah to think of and and that's that wrong. yeah and there's plenty of people out there like that and <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is just amazing all the things that you you know that were lined up for her but that one the seats were a little too far back <laughs> and it was enough for her to call and complain yeah <laughs> not just not just the grin and bear it, but the call and complain. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But then I was like different. I don't know. I'm a good kind of customer that goes away quiet. If there's something that's bad, I just bite my tongue and then you'll just never see me again. 
yeah. I'm probably asked probably that's the worst kind of customer though because then you never get a chance to save the relationship you know or learn from it and come back better than before yeah but i don't know i my previous i gloss over my 22 plus year corporate hack position but it was a very not stressful but it was a confrontational job confrontation was just the foundation that my role sat on yeah. And uh, as I got older and stuff, it's like I just avoid it anymore. It's just not worth it to me. Yeah. <laughs> so I just move on. So, Dan, what can we expect going forward with the log splitters? Now, you got two of them now. Yeah. And again, here, I'm already been thinking about situations where I could possibly even incorporate both of them into the same production workflow. So there's, there's all kinds of things uh, in store. I've got to show how this attached conveyor, the way they have this built is very interesting. And it's, yeah. it's really cool, actually. So there's, you know, there's opportunities for all kinds of content I'm going to be creating. And again, that's one of the, I guess, advantages from my perspective, the mindset of how can I take this machine and showcase it in different scenarios to for the viewers like for uh, the people out there watching well that sounds exciting dan <laughs> i can't wait yeah. to see i can't wait to see it it's going to be fun it's going to be a lot of uh and again it just gets back to that whole you know if i had to go out every day and produce a cord of firewood would i have the time to and to put in and dedicate to creating that content probably not so when people look at my channel and my operation and they think why in the world would a company give you that machine it's because i can dedicate the time and the effort to right. create the content to show what the machine really can do yeah how long do you think you'll be able to keep it i have no idea yeah <laughs> hopefully long enough to where i know how it fully runs and functions <laughs> <laughs> You'll call Andrew up and say, hey, this is out of fuel. Can you come get it, please? Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but it just quit running. So come and take it off my hands. Get it out of there here. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, uh, I'm glad that you've cleared up that confusion that I had. And uh, I'm excited for you. I think that at, um, I've always felt that you are in a unique position in the firewood niche on YouTube. And I think this just further implants you there with uh, the role that you're playing. I think it's awesome. I'm I'm real happy for you. Well, thank you. It's 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 great to be where you know to get this type of opportunity presented to me. But you had mentioned this earlier. Like there also is a little pressure on me now. I feel like I gotta deliver. <laughs> I gotta <Yeah>. step up. <laughs> yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. My channel, I try to like just do everything and it's nice and easy. And then when I do get a product, it causes stress because now you're on the clock. You know, you, uh, you're yeah. on stage and you got to come through. That's right. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Stay tuned, everyone. And I'm sure we'll be talking about this <laughs> uh, more right here on the Woodhounds podcast. So there you, there you go. Well, I would uh, say this is maybe a good time to strike up the band. Dan, yes. and um, I'll see you again next week. I am going to be flying out to Bangor, Maine in the morning, and I'll be staying out there through the weekend for the 
2023 Loggers Expo. So if you are in the uh, Maine, New Hampshire area, come on out and see me. Yeah. I'll be at the Fox Forestry booth. Stop on by and say, have a great day. Yeah, bring me a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> or an Easton made log splitter, whichever. Well, I was going to say there might be some interesting things out there you might you might get to see. And well, kinda... I'm on, I am on the prowl. I have Ooh. some specific things that I'm looking for. You better believe nice. it. You better believe it. Well, I look forward to hearing about your trip and the show next okay. week. We'll maybe talk right. about that right here on the number one firewood podcast in the world. The yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we want to thank everyone for dialing in, listening to us on your favorite streaming service. And thank you for helping us become the number one firewood podcast in the world. That is right. So, Joe, <laughs> let's head on out of here. <laughs> I like the way you think. Yes. All right. Ev everyone, stay cool and try to be fun. And while you're having fun, have a great day. 